it's Chris Duker for DC Movies Podcast, Episode 12, and my co-host Tony Kim. Hey, Tony. What's up, man? Oh, you know, just uh, flying up high from uh, Batman v Superman, I mean Civil War, I mean, uh, I'm too confused. (laughs) (laughs) DC, Marvel vs. DC, how about that? Yeah, seriously. Um... (laughs) But uh, but yeah, you know what? Our uh, our, our other our other co-host uh, Ashley Robinson uh, unfortunately couldn't join us tonight. Uh, she had another thing uh, go go a bit long tonight. But she says hello, and uh, she'll be on on episode thirteen with us. So that so we'll be happy to have her back uh, at that time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know what? Let's let's jump right into it, uh, good sir. Uh, as you know, we've we've had a few weeks since our uh, since our last episode, but. Uh, Let's let's talk about some of the crazy stuff that's been happening. We'll get into some director issues. Uh, as first reported by the Hollywood Reporter, The Flash, as you know, everyone knows by now, uh, has lost its director Seth Graham Smith due to the dreaded quote-unquote creative differences uh, between himself and uh, the uh, the tall foreheads over at uh, Warner Brothers. Um, <laughs> what's your take on that, Tony? Well, I mean, it's, it's definitely easy to assume the worst. Like, whenever you hear the that term, creative difference, typically, from an audience standpoint, we always side with the director, and we typically blame the suits, you know, and, 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 and oftentimes that's correct. But, you know, it's hard to say what's what's happened. That could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Um, I, I think that, you know, as we kind of all seen, the the critical response for Batman v Superman has been has been pretty mixed, and so I think it has a lot of people second guessing and a lot of people kind of repositioning uh, their their approach on the future. And um, so, uh, you know, there's plenty of great directors, and I think there's still plenty of great directions that they could take, but um, certainly doesn't build a lot of confidence because I feel like right now, while Batman v Superman made a ton of money um there still was some disappointment because they felt like they should have made more and so there's there's a fair amount of blood in the water right now so i think there's some nervousness there's some some anxiety so um i don't want to say everything's all doom and gloom but it it certainly is enough to make some fans concerned what do you think you know you know what yeah i I can see exactly where you're coming from and and you're right nine times out of ten creative differences uh, boils down to it's either a just a not, not a good script uh, from the get go, or too many cooks in the kitchen that shouldn't even be in the kitchen to begin with, yeah. um, or uh, and this is a rare one that you rarely hear, you hardly hear about, but it's happened in the past, um, or the the actor like is miscast, and yeah. and uh, you know not to <laughs> not to kick uh, kick a kick a man so to speak when they're down, but you're right. You know, uh, BVS did have mixed reviews. Um, you know, and it, as as we recorded in our big tenth episode, there obviously you know, we all know that that I loved it, and I know you had moments that you liked, but overall it wasn't your favorite. Right. Um, and you know, and I think that's I think that's totally fair. I like healthy debate between nerds because you know we're nerds and it's comics and it's <laughs> fun. But but to to go back for a second, I, I find it I find it kind of sad that. Um, you know, yes, every every type of movie does reshoots. Uh, so, for example, what I'm getting to is Suicide Squad. Um, so we talked we talked briefly on other episodes about Suicide Squad and the reshoots. Um, and yeah, reshoots do happen, and sometimes 
much, much for the better. And I'm hoping with Suicide Squad, it wasn't reshoots due to a knee-jerk reaction of what they thought the audience's appetite might be for something like Suicide Squad. Um, and even if there was a little bit, bit of that in there in the background, I, I've seen enough of the trailer for Suicide Squad that I'm still really jacked about it, and I can't wait to see it, so I hope that's great. And I hope it stays the way we want it to. Um, but back to The Flash for a second. I was never a big fan um, of the... the of, oh my god, I'm, ha- I'm seriously having a stroke. <laughs> the kid they cast to play The Flash. <laughs> oh, man. oh uh, um, Ezra, Ezra Miller? Thank you very much. Oh my god. Wow. But yeah, I was never I was never a big fan, but I always, I always had that hope in the background of, okay, you know what? No, they can do this. They can. They've got such strong foundation to build on that it'll be hard to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can hear people laughing as they listen to this now. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, I think uh, maybe in the end, at the end of the day, uh, Seth Graham Smith leaving, maybe that'll be a good thing. Or maybe it was an agreement of, actually, dude, you're doing this is awful. The direction you have for this, and we want you to leave. Mm-hmm. And maybe they just yeah. agreed on creative differences, right? Yeah, I mean, this this cement's really wet right now, and I think honestly, you could tell that um, even what they had for Batman v Superman, they they didn't even have the suit worked out, so that's why they had to kind of put him in that kind of crazy vortex looking thing. And uh, I think they were looking at what the response would be from Batman v Superman and what they could build off of and what they needed to change and. And so, uh, you know, better to make course corrections now when it's still in the early phases than trying to make a hard left, um, you know, farther down the road. So uh, I don't really, you know, a year or two down the road, no one's going to remember this. But I hope whatever decision they make and whatever director they decide to go with, it's for the better. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and, and you know what? And right on the heels of that news a few weeks back came the rumor that, you know, James Wan, a director for Aquaman, uh, was that he was ready to dive off the project. Uh, but, you know, he since refuted that with a with basically just, you know, let the visual do the talking, and it was just him leaning on a mural of Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, what do you, what do you think of, uh, what do you make, or what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, if, if he's out vocally supporting it, then I'm sure it's fine. Um, but again, there was also recent articles as well that there was creative differences between Zack Snyder and the studio, and... Um, uh, you know, again, maybe blown out of proportion, but there's just there's blood in the water. You know, I think there's just anyone who's looking for anything, and some of it's probably legit, some of it's probably a lot of it's probably not. Um, but it's just everyone's just nervous right now. You know, especially it, it's not helping uh, Warner Brothers in DC with the success of uh, Captain America: Civil War. You know, it's an acclaimed success, and it's it's um, very well received, and so. I think that they're looking at, they can't help. I know that Warner Brothers uh, continually says that they are not looking to compare and to copy what Marvel's doing, but you can't help but, uh, you know, to see what they're doing and and it, it, it affects your strategy. It has to. Yeah, you know what, on that note, the, the tough, the thing that I find tough and I've, I've always struggled with this over the last, let's say, what, five years uh, since DC really jumped back into the fray, um, is that Marvel's been building this foundation for, you know, like pretty much a decade almost. Right. And they, 
they've planned out every step from you know beginning to end, so to speak. Their their vision's been long long term. I feel like Warner Brothers, from a studio point of view, it, it's really a David and Goliath game, you know. But in this in this battle, they're not going to knock down Goliath with a pebble, <laughs> and they also can't catch up to them. They have to go at their own pace, and Warner Brothers needs to just take a deep breath, step back, and go, okay, yeah, Marvel's doing fantastic movies, good for them, they're making billions of dollars, that's great. We'll get there, mm-hmm. but but I just feel like they don't have that approach at all. It's the, like anyone else, you know, well, well, I want that piece of pie. I, I want it. I want to eat that. Why, why, it was, why do they get to eat it? Well, there's only one piece. Well, I want that. You know, right. you know what I mean? It's like, it, that's just like, to really dumb it down, that's just how it feels. Yeah. And I, I think, I think what has really helped is Kevin Feige at Marvel has a singular vision for it, and it's he's been able to clearly articulate that, and regardless of different directors and different properties, he's been able to keep it on that, that sort of predetermined train track, so to say. And... I think uh, you know Warner Brothers needs something similar. To that. I think they were hoping that it would be Zack Snyder, and, um, uh, and I, so I think they're just trying to still trying to find their center, you know, still trying to find what their train tracks are. And uh, I think it'll get there. It's just it's just bumpy right now, you know. Yeah. And and compared to ten years ago, this would have been just fine, you know, just different different visions, different directions, different takes, and it would have been fine. But now we live in this world where things there needs to be alignment, you know. There needs to be, you know, uh, things that are all connected. And I think that, um, that you know, they're impatient. They they feel the pressure, and you know, they want to create an instance, instant hit, hit after hit, like Marvel's been doing. And yeah, you just you just you can't do that, you know. And I think they they got to do their own thing and. Um, Unlike we talked about extensively, they tried their own thing with Batman v Superman, and it's you know it's it's mixed. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, speaking of the half of that half of that movie, Batman, uh, Ben Affleck promoted to executive producer on Justice League. I think it's a fantastic move. I mean, the guy has got a resume more good than bad in terms from a directing producing role. I, I personally, I absolutely loved him as Batman. I know a lot of people did, and I think uh, you know, pat on the back to Warner Brothers for going for saying, you know what, what are we doing? We should be he yes, he should be doing this. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. I mean, he's I'm not so concerned with any of of Affleck's older work because yeah, you know, he he, he didn't necessarily make the best choices, but his more it's in the past you know, five years, five, ten years, he's, he's produced, like, he's produced and directed and starred in some fantastic, you know, movies. And so I think he's going to be, he'll be great at that. My only thing is that, and we've already kind of hashed, hashed this in, a, in, a, in that previous review, is, um, you know, the, the super grim, dark Batman that's, that's, you know, killing and all that sort of stuff. I hope that they're able to, to, show some restraint there. And so even the future Batmans and then even justice league that, um, you know, a lot of people have a problem with that and I had a problem with it. So, so I love Affleck. I think he's great to kind of oversee that corner of the DC universe. Um, just hoping that they're able to rein that in a little bit. 
Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and you know what? I think I think they will. I think it's I, I think it's sort of they're just, they're just sort of putting all the cards out there and then seeing. Okay, you know what? Maybe we don't need the whole deck. Let's just uh, let's move uh-huh. these in, make it a little tighter. You know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, last uh, last week, uh, earlier in the week, sorry, uh, they finished. They wrapped shooting on uh, the solo Wonder Woman film, and as uh, star the uh, star of the film Gal Gadot, she said, uh, "Today was my last day shooting the solo Wonder Woman movie." Uh, it's been such an amazing, exciting, dreamy, happy, and fascinating experience. Which, uh, just that quote in itself—it's—it's it's such a small quote, but it's so big and it says so much. That when we all agreed and we did our review of BVS, that really, to be cliche, the shining light of that movie for a lot of us was Wonder Woman. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I'm really—I'm still even more excited that. I, I, I love that she's so pumped behind that character and behind that movie. And then you see a little quote like that, and you're just like, right on. Yes. Can I have that movie tomorrow, please? Yeah. And this is, I think, DC's, the X Factor for DC, because uh, even this in this current age, this sort of superhero renaissance that we're experiencing, there's not been a superheroine film to that's really had the explosive successful results as all these other male led you know properties and so it's sort of a race right now between DC and and Marvel and DC, this is a great opportunity for DC to really i mean come out with something that's a game changer and i know that Marvel's announced that they're kind of ready for the standalone Black Widow movie. They hadn't really announced it. They just sort of said they're ready for it. And I think someday we'll get the Captain Marvel um, solo film as well. But with Wonder Woman, this is an awesome opportunity for DC to do something that's different, that distinguishes them, and really gets a you know a broad demographic on the on the sort of DC um sort of train and uh, yeah i'm super excited because i think that's i think gal was great we didn't get a lot of her and she didn't necessarily do a ton in the movie and so this is a great you know a great chance to see her do something that's unique and different a different take on a superhero film and it's going to bring in a little a little mythology a little history it's going to i think it's going to bring in a lot so um yeah high hopes on this if if they make if they release this and it's just if it bombs or it tanks or just or if it's even just mediocre at best, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, you know what? And I agree. I agree with you. Uh, um, just the the little the little bits we did see of Wonder Woman in, in BVS. Um, oh yeah, spoiler alert. Anyway, um, <laughs> but even a little bit we did see of her. They gave enough of her character. Uh, from from a hard edge fighting point of view to, to her personality, they give just enough to go to make me think, yeah, that movie's gonna completely rock it, and it's gonna be amazing. And the nice thing, you, you know, you alluded to um, uh, Black Widow and Captain Marvel on on the Marvel front of uh, of, of female led uh, movies for heroes on the hero side. Uh, quite frankly, all of a sudden, Warner Brothers and DC. 
they can now set that tone. Yeah, you know? totally. And they can yeah. make someone else follow them in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. And, and I think you're absolutely right that they they actually have an opportunity to be the the leader in this in this particular realm, which is really unfortunate because after ten years of awesome superhero flicks, this should have happened by now. But this is their chance to be sort of an industry leader when it comes to, to heroines. They can sort of set the set the bar, and hopefully they set it high. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, you know what? I want to jump into some news that just just hit the other day. Uh, I'm I'm super excited about it because I think uh, it, I see it as the lighter side of DC all of a sudden um, on on the movie universe. Uh, so. It's been confirmed that Greg Berlanti is going to be directing the Booster Gold movie. Um, I'll just read a, a, a Q&A, a quick Q&A that uh, The Hollywood Reporter uh, did um, from a feature they did. Uh, so the question was from Hollywood Reporter, uh, if Warner Brothers TV executives asked you to be Kevin Faye, who is the creative mastermind of Marvel, of the DC Cinematic Universe, what would you say? So basically, if they said, hey, we want you to be, you know, the sort of kingpin of our movies moving forward, um, you know, for DC, what would you say? And Berlanti came back with, it's never been really, uh, it's never even really came up. Uh, Peter Roth, uh, president of Warner Brothers TV, uh, he knows how much I love the characters and I like being part of this universe in any way that they'll, that they'll all allow and are interested in me being a part. That's the truth. I'm attached to a few films at Warner Brothers now and one, Booster Gold, is a DC property. Zach Stentz, who wrote an episode of Flash last year, just got the job, so he's writing the script now. I'd probably direct that, or I wouldn't want to, but I don't I don't see uh, my cup as limited. I actually think some of the stuff we get to do on TV, on the TV side, is richer, deeper, and more like the true comic books, in the sense that you're always able to explore a new thing the next week, and the stories grow wider and wider. Bam, Berlanti out. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean that's cool. I mean it, it's uh, Booster Gold. What an interesting character to bring into the cinematic universe. Um, you know, he's kind of he, he has potential to kind of be the Tony Stark of the of the DC universe. You know, like kind of snarky and kind of uh, uh, very commercial and very public a celebrity superhero basically. And, um, so this, again, it could be very interesting as far as, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that much about him. What I mean, are you a fan of his? Like, I don't really know. I don't have a strong opinion about him, but what are your thoughts? On uh, him? you know what? He's a fun character uh, for a quick background and, and a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Keith Callback, who does, uh, who does a show called we talk comics he is the biggest Booster Gold fan, I think, in the world. Really? Um, and uh, uh, I think down the road, I think we should have him on as a guest because uh, he, he'd just be able to go Booster Gold, give us an education, uh, yeah, and, and make it be like a 10-parter. But uh, <laughs> we'll just do one I, don't, I only know about what I've read through the Justice League comics when he was in all the, um, you know, the Justice League, um, the run with uh, when they rebooted back in the late 80s and so any, any of the any of the era of justice league that had booster gold in it uh, that's that's what i'm familiar with but i didn't read any of his individual titles 
Yeah, so basically a character from the future who basically stole a bunch of stuff from museums and had right. po- had all these powers in a power suit, right, and came back into into yeah. our time and our time, present time, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Uh, present time of heroes and, you know, was sort of the hero but the fake hero, right? The fraud yeah. in a sense. Um, and then using yeah. his, you know, his sort of stardom to get his name out there and brand himself and make a ton of money and, you yeah. know, the guys like Superman saying, look, this isn't how you do it. And then when in the 90s when they killed off Superman, he saw a bit of a shift in Booster Gold went from the playful sort of guy that he is to more serious and yeah that's right you know and then over the years you know there's different incarnations of him as different creative teams take over and you know like as comics work uh let's do it this way let's do it this way let's do it this way and yeah um but i think uh from a movie point of view yeah it'll be interesting definitely to see how they bring how they bring him into one do they do a movie where they introduce him um in his own time and just just do a booster gold movie and then shift him back through time into our, uh, our, our universe as it is today in the present. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I think it's, I think it's going to be challenging for them Yeah, because I do see him as a character who is sort of a light as well, like a fun, uh, that kid at heart hero. Yeah. I feel like they should maybe do him as a, as a TV series. Don't you think he'd fit better in a in a? I kind of feel like he's part Legends of Tomorrow and kind of you know Ray Palmer sort of you know guy. I don't know. I just feel like he'd be better in a TV realm. But. Uh, you know what? I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I would love to see a Booster Gold TV series, but now that it's been announced that. It, it's potentially going to be a movie because we all know how this works. They, yeah, they keep oh, writing yeah. a script and then it could fall apart, right? Right. Totally. They could say, yeah, we, you know what? They could say, Tony and Chris are right. This should be a TV series. Then they'll scrap the movie and make a TV series. Then you and I will be rich. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rich in that we can pat ourselves on the back. That's all. Did you, do you remember um, uh, Mystery Men back in the 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, Mr. Fantastic or Mr. Amazing or... Greg, Greg Kinnear's um, character at the very beginning that uh, he, he died early on, but he was like this um, superhero. Do you remember him, his character? It's been, I do, but it's been yeah. so long since I've seen the movie. Anyway, he was, uh, so he's like the, the, the well-loved and the popular superhero. He's all branded with like Pepsi and all that stuff, and he's a limo and and uh, but he was very much Booster Gold. Like that was a Booster Gold character. Um, and uh, so if you if you get a chance to go back and watch it, um, you know it's it's kind of a the, the closest thing I've seen to a Booster Gold type character uh, in film. Nice. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think it's funny you mention it, and I, I just sort of started remembering some some of it. And like I said, it's been a while, but. I sort of had a smile on my face thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back and watch that. Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's, it's great. Um, you know what? I, we, we, we touched on uh, Berlanti. We talked about TV shows, uh, which is a great uh, great lead-in to what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, basically, I want to want to get into some lighthearted fun, speculate on maybe, you know, what DC TV characters uh, do we think can make the jump from the small screen? Now, this may make for a bit of a shorter episode, but that's okay. Um, but, uh, you know, what 
maybe it won't. But what what are there you know TV characters you think uh, or you would love to see jump from the small screen? Like obviously for myself, I, and it's been talked about, and the way they're doing it on the show, uh, you've got you know the Flash, Barry Allen, Grant Gustin is Barry Allen. You know, obviously here's a fresh face that perhaps could give Warner's you know, be another bright light, so to speak, in a dark movie franchise. Uh, even though I love the movies so far, um, I, it's it's a reality of that's what it looks like. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, uh, spoiler alert for people who are catching up on The Flash, uh, we've already seen uh, The Flash jump between multiple worlds in the TV series, so why not jump into the movie universe as well? You know, and perhaps bring some friends with them, but we can get into that later. But let's let's sort of center around some Flash characters. What, what do you think there, Tony? Yeah, I, he definitely would be the. I mean, he's the he's the uh, out of all the CW shows, Flash is the highest rated one, and he's definitely the fan favorites. And with all the recent storylines, the jumping between all these universes, they've totally set up the fact that he could he could jump into the the cinematic universe. And um, he's got real charisma, and I think he's such a great Flash. I mean, he's. You know his um, how he looks and his body type and his uh, personality, and I just think he's he's a he's great. And yeah, I would I, I you know I, I like Ezra Miller. I think he's an interesting, quirky sort of hipster kid. But I, I would definitely would have preferred if they would have taken a leap of faith and, and brought in um, Grant Gustin because that would have totally kind of merged the movie and TV fandom together. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, you never know. I mean, the, as we've seen, anything can happen. I mean, when you're talking about different heroes and properties and all this stuff, you know, Spider-Man moving over here and and you know all these different characters coming over there. I mean, anything can happen. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to see it. And and not only that, but geez, can you imagine Zoom in the you know in the cinematic universe and what kind of damage he could, he could, uh, cause and, you know, all the, everything from time travel to jumping between dimensions. And I mean, you know, him and black Adam, dark side, like that, those would be like the heavy hitters to, to, to bring in. You know what? It's funny. I, I was thinking about zoom the other day as when I was watching, uh, the flash, I was thinking about zoom thinking, Oh my God, he's just as dark, and like he's got that aura around him that you could toss him into Batman v Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and he'd fit. And you're absolutely right. He would be a villain to be reckoned with. It would be incredible. And yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, the Flash, like Grant Gustin, jumping into the movie universe, like. Uh, first of all, at the end of the day, we all know it. Like, we know why Spider-Man, Sony, and Marvel made the deal. Billions talk, you know? Yeah. Why make hundreds of millions when you can make two billion? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, You're going to make more money by partnering, that, you know, in some cases, than you would by doing it on your own. And yeah. you just have to be smart about it. But you take, you take a fan base, uh, a big fan base, and maybe bigger than they even think, watching the TV shows, like a high-rated show like The Flash, and put them in a movie, put them in a movie for 10 minutes, and, <laughs> and just watch the watch the cash register ring up, you know? 
Oh, uh, lame. I, I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I agree with you. Really good point on Zoom. I got Zoom and Black Adam. Wow, that would be yeah, that'd be scary. Yeah, that'd be terrifying. Totally terrifying, right? Um, You know, like there's obviously more. In fact, more interesting than I think Dark Side would be. Like I, you know, I like Dark Side, but you know, Loki's much more interesting than Thanos. You know, and I think that I think that does that level of villain would be really great to introduce. Um, Who is? uh, is the Rock still slated to be Black Adam? Is that the yeah, yeah, Dwayne, yeah, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah, so you put him and Zoom together, dude. That's a that's a uh, force to be reckoned with. It's a mighty combo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like sticking with the Flash too. I, I know there aren't a, there is only a handful of characters I could see sort of making a jump into that universe. Um, like, quite frankly, Harrison Wells, yes, could yeah. could he could hold his own. In the DC uh, cinematic extended universe movie universe, um, you know when I when they announced Booster Gold movie, I was thinking about you know what, and we're, I knew the episode was coming up that we're going to chat about it tonight, and I thought what other character sort of in the feel of a of a of a Booster Gold kind of guy could could hold their own from a TV show into a movie, and and I really like the way they're going with vibe and. If yeah. you saw the way they really evolved Vibe as Reverb on Earth Two, I think that um, I, th- I think what you do in a movie like that, you bring Cisco Ramon Vibe into his own movie, and basically you just you jump ahead, you jump ahead like ten years, and you mature this character, and and you can do sort of backstory here and there in the movie or later, um, and just really make him you know the fun sort of hero and and. I think there's a there's almost its own sort of little pocket universe of itself that you could explore. Yeah, and I think that there's with the success of of both Iron Man and of Ant Man, um, Adam would be awesome. You know, even if it's um, I know I know that Ray is gallivanting across time and space right now, um, but you know that his technology and um, the, the playfulness of both the, the sort of the Iron Man technology as well as the being able to shrink down. Like that's a, that's a cool combo. So that could be really cool to see too. Yeah. I think, you know, we all know that Brandon Roth can, the guy can hold a movie theater. Um, and you know, whether you liked Superman returns or not, or, or like he was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, that kind of, you know, He's held a lot of movie roles, and he's he's just a. I think he's a great actor, and you put him in. I, I agree with you. He's in the role of Adam, and uh, he's he's sort of the, when he's on the screens, like, come on, man, I want to see more of this guy because he's actually one of the best actors on yeah. on on Arrow into Legends of Tomorrow. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And he'd be he'd be definitely be fun. Um, I also think it'd be great to bring in uh, White Canary. You know, um, again, she's more street level, like more of a Batman type, you know, character. But um, they need some. They need to bring in some more heroines, and uh, I think she's great. And you know, she's she definitely has a darker edge to her. And uh, if they can, um, you know, they need to bring someone who's different than Wonder Woman who 
you know, she's kind of the leader and she's iconic and they need to bring someone in that's, and that's the one thing with like Suicide Squad that they can do is that they can kind of bring in some other type of female heroines that, that are super, or I guess villains that are a little bit darker, that have an edge to them, you know, and White Canary can do that. She, she has an edge and um, it'd be cool to see her um, kicking booty on the big screen too. <laughs> nice. Nicely put. Well, the, you know, as we've, we've sort of, all of us as hosts and, and other hosts we've had on the show, we've all gushed over the anti-hero of Harley Quinn. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be their their next big one as well, right? Right. Um, like, and, and I was thinking about the Arrow universe, the TV show Arrow, and you know, Stephen Amell is the Green Arrow now. You know, he's the only one I can see from that show. Uh, and, and he throws something out there, you can change my mind. Um, but he's the only character and actor I could I would see making the jump from small screen to big screen as their as that character. Yeah. Um, you mean from you mean from Arrow itself? Yeah. Sorry, from Arrow itself. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I can't really think of anyone from that show either. That. Constantine sort of is from that show. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Constantine, uh, Malcolm Merlin, John Barrowman's Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. You know? But, like, uh, I mean, they've, they've all got, they, all three of those actors have the chops to do it. Yeah. You know? Totally. And I think if they're written well and directed well, then it's it's no different than having them on a small screen to a big screen, quite frankly. Yeah. It's just a big, it's just a bigger, bigger sandbox, right? Yeah. Um, but the, like I don't, I, personally I don't, I don't see any other outside outside of those guys on Arrow. Um, you know I don't see any other the characters sort of st- like uh, you know Diggle. I don't. I, no, just, no. You know Diggle, Felicity. Like they're all small screeners. As as much as I just contradicted myself by saying these three could do small and big screen, but there is a difference. You know. Yeah. But. That's have we heard, have we heard anything at all about a uh, arrow green arrow? Have they said anything about? I haven't heard anything. I, I would no. think that they would they would try to. Yes, yeah, just you know, not, I don't think you know give nod to or mention an Oliver Queen or anything. But I feel like that that that'd be a miss since there is such a following for for on the TV green arrow. You think they would try to. Um, you know, bring in some sort of potential arrow in the future, but yeah, um, yeah, no, I haven't heard anything yet, and uh, but I do know that uh, Stephen Amell signed through 2019, I believe it is, uh, on the TV show. So mm-hmm. maybe you know, given the timelines of these movies, quite frankly, he could finish up on Arrow and then move to the movie universe. Yeah, that'd be cool. As as Oliver Queen, right? Um, and they, you know, they could do a bit of a reboot on him. Why not? Like, uh, wouldn't bother me. To yeah. Do a bit of an uh, I wouldn't say upgrade, but uh, just a, an evolution of his character, make him a bit older, kind of thing. Not too old, but you know, give him that seasoned look, right? right. Um, and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, is there, uh, I, I have a character that I think I would love to see in the DC universe, but movie universe, um, I want, 
I want you to go first. Let me know if there's anyone there that you think would uh, has the chops to sort of make it. Uh, I mean, I already mentioned my two. I think that you know Adam and White Canary. Um, it'd be, I mean, it'd be awesome to have a hawk person in the. If you're talking about Justice League, yeah. Uh, so Shiara, I think would be that'd be great. Um, yeah. What, who do you think? Who do you think it of? You know what? I uh, I've got two for two different movies. <laughs> um, I would love to see Firestorm into the in, yeah. into uh, like a Justice League movie. Yeah. Um, and then I would love to see Captain Cold from The Flash and from Legends of Tomorrow, obviously, okay. Uh, okay. in the Flash movie. Okay. Yeah. I just think they did. They've done him so well, and and. Uh, uh, the character is so I think so strong and gets stronger and there's more layers of that onion you know coming out coming off each each episode of Legends of Tomorrow and um, yeah I, th- I think he'd be yeah I think he'd be really good in, uh, in in a Flash movie. Yeah, I mean you can't have Flash off Captain Cold. You gotta have that so. exactly right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something out there from uh, from middle left field here, but um, I would love 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 to see Robin Lord Taylor take his penguin role into the DC Cinematic Universe in a Ben Affleck Batman movie. Oh, okay. Like, he's he's pretty great. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of of Gotham, but I'm a fan of his. I think he's a he, I mean, out of all the casting, I think he's the, the best one. So, I, you know what? And that's that's it's like you read my mind. I completely agree with you. I really like the show Gotham, but if I had to pick one or two, really the only one I would pick would be Robin Lord Taylor's Penguin. You put him into a Batman movie and just you know let him let him soar, so to speak. Yeah, um, that Penguin's not going to fly far, but uh, but I think you know where I'm going with that. Um, you know what we're we're talking about like uh, we've talked about TV series going to going to movies do do you think there'd ever be um, something that you know we talked about Booster Gold Uh, do you think there's other movies that maybe DC has slated that might be better suited as a TV show Um. like you can almost do something like Green Lantern Academy in a sense right like you have the Basically, the cadets of the Green Lantern Corps. As I think the, yeah, I think the challenge with Green Lantern is that you need money. You just need you need a lot of money to make that work. Yeah. And well, I say that the last Green Lantern money uh, movie had a lot of money and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you just need you need some cash to be able to just handle all the special effects because you even see on Legends of Tomorrow it's it's hard you know it's hard on TV budget to really do everything you want to do. So I, I, that would be cool, though, to, to do some sort of Green Lantern Academy and um, to kind of uh, dive into the world of, of Green Lantern. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, that's, that'd be tough. Yeah, you know, I think you're... I think oh, you know what I, what's that? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. You know what they should do, which I know they haven't announced. Um, I know they haven't... They didn't announce this or anything like that, but... They should totally do a Teen Titans TV series. You know, they, there was talk about that being on TNT. Um, yeah, yeah, they keep going around with that. But, man, I think that would, you know, the, the 
the Teen Titans uh, cartoon series is really awesome, and um, the 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 um, they've got a, a one for kids, kids, and then they had the the one that was the uh, the older version one. Yeah, and, and yeah, they're all, you know awesome, and so they should totally do you know with with Robin and just do a TV series like that. You know, it'd be awesome. You know what? I completely agree, and. Uh, I think this is the first time on an episode that you and I have agreed on pretty much everything, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and even when we don't agree, we agree because we, you know we're you know we're nerds and we get along and we're friends, so it's all good. But uh, the thing, a thing like you brought up Teen Titans, right? Like I, quite frankly, I would love to see um, a sort of PG thirteen version of Teen Titans and put it on Netflix. Do the Netflix oh, yeah. treatment? Yeah, yeah. Know? Totally. Why not? Right? Well, they need to they need to tap into that because that's been great for Marvel, and you know you can you can kind of crank it up to another level, and you know to see something like Teen Titans or other properties that's you know I mean they could have made Suicide Squad into a Netflix series. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Yeah. Like totally. You know. I think the movie is quite frankly. I think the movie will be. I think it'll blow people away. I, I say this not from seeing anything other, anything different than anyone else has seen, but from yeah. what I've seen, I've just been like, uh, yeah, because like I've read Suicide Squad, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. damn, they they kind of they kind of got me. They nailed it. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to see it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but listen, we've got a lot of other things we can chat about. We're gonna save it to. Uh, our next episode, episode 13, when uh, Ashley's back with us. And, uh, you know, we'd love, you know, like we say every time, we would love to hear from anyone who's listening. Give us give us your take on, on TV characters you'd love to see make the jump into the DC movie uh, universe or things that things that Tony and I have talked about tonight uh, that whether you, uh, you love, you hate, you completely disagree with, let's all be nice. We're all good friends here. We're all nerds. We support one another. That's the way it should be. And uh, support your fellow nerd. That's my that's my my public service announcement for for the week. Um, <laughs> but uh, back to you, Tony. Uh, Tony Kim, why don't you just let people know again where they can find you and uh, all that good stuff? Yeah, for the most part, you can find me at Crazy the Number Four Comic Con uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, my website dot com. So yeah, check me out. Awesome, awesome. Well, I. Uh, I'm Chris Stuker, and you can find me on Twitter at comic underscore Canuck, and uh, my site, which uh, talks uh, talks mostly to creator-owned books and indie books, is called geeknerdnet.com. Check it out. There's tons of interviews there, especially even from uh, a couple weeks ago at the 2016 Calgary Expo. And uh, yeah, check it out. Say hi. You can also follow that site on at geeknerdnet on Twitter, and Thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Listen, you can find a DC Movies Podcast. Find us on Facebook.com slash DC Movies Podcast. Twitter is at DC Movies Podcast. Instagram.com slash DC Movies Podcast. He's sensing a theme here. Uh, also, uh, why don't you go ahead and subscribe on iTunes so you can get you can listen to our episodes all the time, whenever they're new, whenever they're up. Uh, our site is, our website is DCMoviesPodcast.com. Subscribe on Stitcher. You can email us as well, dcmoviespodcast at gmail.com. And we're proud to be part of the dctvpodcast.com team. With that, that's a mouthful. Uh, We're out.
Tony, thanks a lot, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.